Well, I want to thank the students and the adults who helped with that wonderful program, which ties together, actually, I'm supposed to turn that back on. Um, we'll get them in a minute. <laughs> um, ties together. It's really interesting. As I was watching the program, and I, I hope you noticed it as well, it tied together Christmas with Easter. It tied together Christ's birth with Resurrection Sunday. We started out talking about Christ's birth, and we started talking about Christmas, what we might call the Advent season. And then there, were also a, there was also a song and some lines regarding Palm Sunday and Resurrection Sunday. And then it ends with, everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. And I just want to say a few words about that. Do we know who Jesus is? Do we believe who Jesus is? Have we committed our life to Jesus as Lord and Savior? Oftentimes as a Christian, we might say, are you saved? Are you saved? And we think about that, we might think saved from what? Saved from what? And that's because we don't talk much about the wrath of God and our sin anymore, do we? We don't think much that our sin has a cost. When I was a child, I remember seeing children get dropped off at school and I saw children cry for the first time they were dropped off. I must have seen that when my older brother was dropped off at school because I just remember saying, I'll never do that. And then I was dropped off at preschool for the first time and I think I did the same thing. I just have a, a light recollection of the same thing. That separation anxiety, that separation from mom, that separation from dad. In 2012, we dropped Mercedes off at, child, at the child care center for the first time. And she, of course, had, she's 11 going on 12 now. At that time, she had the, the, that separation anxiety. And my office was at the child care center. I was the pastor of a church that had a child care and preschool with 110 children. So every time they brought those children by my office, I had to be warned and hide because that would make it harder for her to adjust being separated from mom and dad while she's at child care and then preschool. You rise. we had a separation problem between us and God, and that's why Jesus came. Mercedes adjusted. She got used to being at the child care. She got used to it. She got used to it quite well and enjoyed it quite a lot. And then in 2014, uh, she was, what, two and a half going on, three years old. Abigail was just a baby at that point. And they got uh, some type of E. coli type of bacteria, uh, called Shigella, Shigella. And the CDC was even called and had to talk to us and they had to be quarantined from the other children for about a month. And she was getting better, or so we thought Mercedes was getting better. And so we thought, okay, it's a Friday. Usually I'm off Friday, but I'm chaperoning a school age. We had school age students in the summer and I was chaperoning a school age field trip to a nature center. So we took Mercedes, we thought, we'll take her back to childcare, let her adjust. We take her to, child, to the childcare center, we drop her off, everything goes well, so we thought. A couple hours later, I come to pick up school-age kids and drive them to this field trip. And they're playing on the playground. We had a playground right outside the church. Of course, the playground had a tall chain-link fence around it. And we're playing on the playground, I pull in the parking lot, and Mercedes sees me pull in. She runs to the fence of the playground, and I walk up to, of course, greet her. And I'm on one side of the fence, the parking lot side, and she's on the other side. And she puts her hand on the fence. She says, Daddy, I can't get to you to hug you. This thing is in the way. I can't get to you to hug you. This thing is in the way. 
And of course, that was hard and it broke my heart. I pick up the kids and I call Megan and said, we might need to pick her up a little bit early. The teachers are saying she's having a hard day. Of course, we, we didn't. We, you know, you gotta sometimes tough it out. But she said, this thing is in the way. This fence is in the way. And that was our problem. That is our problem without Jesus. Our sin is in the way. And just like the fence was in the way between Mercedes and me, our sin is in the way between us and God. And that's what everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know that's why Jesus came to take care of our sin. But more than know, everybody ought to trust and commit to Jesus as Lord and Savior. We have to trust and commit to him as Lord and Savior. On Palm Sunday, Jesus entered Jerusalem. But why? He entered to die. He entered to die. He'd be crucified the following Friday. I want to read uh, the palm, uh, one of the Palm Sunday narratives in the Bible. This comes from Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it and will send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at a door outside in the street and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? And they told them exactly what Jesus had said and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the road and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. On Palm Sunday, Jesus entered Jerusalem. But why? He entered to die. He'd be crucified the following Friday. Why? Jesus entered Jerusalem to take care of our sin. He entered Jerusalem to break down that wall between us and him. He entered Jerusalem and went to the cross to take down that barrier, that fence, like the fence was outside around the playground keeping me from Mercedes. We had a giant gulf, a giant separation between us and Jesus, between us and God. And he did this for our sin. He entered Jerusalem and the people honored him as king and then he would die for our sins the following Friday. But of course, he did not remain dead. He rose again. We serve a risen Savior. And do you know him as Lord and Savior? I never want to assume that people in the congregation I serve know Jesus. The Bible can be summed up with the acronym that spells gospel. Some of you have heard me say this a number of times, and it's okay. You can hear it again, and you can share it with somebody this week. God created us to be with him. God wants a relationship with us. We see that in Genesis chapters one through two in the Bible. But our sins, they separate us from God. We see that in Genesis three. When we sin, we sin against a holy, righteous God. See, you and I, we don't think our sins are that bad. We're comparing ourselves with the people we see on the news. We're comparing ourselves with our neighbor and we think, I'm a pretty good person compared to him or her. But we need to compare ourselves with God. And God's standard is holiness. One sin separates us from God. 
So our sins, they separate us from God. We see that in Genesis 3, when Adam and Eve first sinned. Sins cannot be removed by good works. From Genesis 4 through Malachi 4, that's the rest of the Old Testament, we see that our sins cannot be removed by good works. Our good works don't cover our sins. God remembers our good works, but we have the sin to take care of still. And that creates a dilemma because God loves us and wants a relationship with us. So God took action. This is the, everybody ought to know, everybody ought to know why Jesus came. God loves us. He wants a relationship with us. So when we were still stuck in our sins, paying the price for our sins, Jesus died and rose again. The Bible says, while we were still sinners, Jesus came and died for us. Paying the price for our sins, Jesus died and rose again. That's the Gospels, Matthew through Luke. Everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life. That's John through Jude, the rest of the New Testament. Trusting in him alone gives us eternal life. It's not easy believism. It's trusting. It's, it's, it's trusting. You're going to stake your life on it, your life now in your eternal life. It's not easy believism. It's you'll die for Jesus. You'll surrender. You, Luke 9, 23, Jesus said, anyone can come after him, but he or she must deny his or herself. That means you're saying you no longer exist. When you commit to Jesus, you deny yourself. Take up your cross. A cross is an instrument of death, and you follow him. That's what Jesus said. The L in the word, the acronym gospel. Life that's eternal means we will be with Jesus forever. Revelation 22.5. Jesus forgives. He gives us eternal life. But we're called to confess, believe, trust, commit. We are called to confess we are sinners in need of a Savior. That means repent of our sins. Believe in Jesus as the one and only Savior. Trust in him and commit to him. This Holy Week, today, actually, I encourage you, reflect. Have you confessed you're a sinner in need of a Savior? Have you believed in Jesus as the one and only Savior? The one and only Savior. Are you trusting in him and committing to him? He's not one Savior among many. He's the one and only Savior. He wasn't just a great moral teacher. Jesus never claimed to be just a great moral teacher. C.S. Lewis has this bit in Mere Christianity where he says he's either a liar, a lunatic, or Lord. Nobody who's a great moral teacher would say some of the things he said. He taught great moral teaching, but he also did say he was Lord. He was dying on the cross for our sins and rising again. Reflect. Is he your Lord and your Savior? Are you committing to him? Confess, believe, trust, commit. You're not promised tomorrow. Commit to him today. If some of you have strayed, rededicate your life to him today. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we know why you came. You came to die. You came, you lived amongst us for 33 years. You died on the cross for our sins and you rose again. You lived the life we could not live. You lived a sinless life, a perfect life, a righteous life. You died the death that we could not die. You, you died on the cross for our sins. You became our sin offering and you rose again. Lord Jesus, if there's anyone here right now who has never committed to you as Lord and Savior, I pray that today would be the day of salvation. They would confess today they're a sinner in need of a Savior. They would believe today 
that you are the one and only Savior, and they would trust in you and commit to you. If there's anyone here today who maybe they knew you, but they've strayed from you, may today be the day to come back to you. Oh, Lord, I thank you for your forgiveness. 1 John 1, 9, you forgive us. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, for your love. This is all because you loved the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only son, only begotten son, unique son, Jesus, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall inherit everlasting life. Encourage us this week by your love for us. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you work on, convict anyone's heart who has strayed from you, that they would come back today. Convict anyone. John 16, 8, the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin. Convict anyone here who does not know you. To today, they would respond to your free offer of forgiveness and, and, and tell you that in a simple prayer like this. Lord Jesus, I confess I have sinned and missed your perfect standard. I believe in you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sins and rose again. Today, Lord, I'm trusting in you as Lord and Savior. Today, Lord, I'm committing my life to you. Please come into my life and help me live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you said that prayer, or uh, please share it with someone today. Angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner who repents. God wants a relationship with you. And if you have questions about God or spiritual life, I'd love to talk to you anytime. Uh, come to me and talk to me. I'd love to talk to you. Please stand for, we're going to sing this. We started the service with this. And it's, let's just praise the Lord. And as I introduce it, I'm going to try to get these projectors going again. And thank you for worshiping with me and subscribing to my channel.